This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast from me, Simon Calder. Officially a loser. Yes, seven years ago today, on the 23rd of June 2016, I was one of the 48% who voted to remain in the European Union. The majority, 52%, of course, won that vote and they got us to leave. And, uh, well, here we are, some years on, surveying Um, what's happened since then. So I wanted to bring you all the benefits of Brexit that are attributable to tourism and travel. I've looked at them all because I've um, uh, gone through the benefits of Brexit book that the government produces and well some would say there's been some disadvantages as well so maybe I'll take a look at those but first well the joy of having left the European Union is summed up by the return of duty free yes even if you're only coming across the Irish Sea from the Republic to um, the UK, you are able to very happily get to um, buy some duty-free stuff. Now, some people would say this is absolutely fantastic. What's What could be better than cheaper alcohol and tobacco? Well, there's a couple of groups who would say that um, uh, maybe it's not the best thing that's ever happened to us as a nation, um, partly because of the undoubted harm caused by smoking and drinking. But also, if, like me, you like wine, perhaps even more than you like tea, well, unfortunately... um, we decided to sharply to reduce the amount of quantities that you could bring back in. So it used to be that the guideline from HMRC was 90 litres of wine. You could bring back more, but you'd need to show that, for instance, you were buying it for a wedding or something. That's been reduced to 18 litres. Still quite a lot, but the government does warn if you bring in 19 litres of wine, you must pay tax and duty on all of it because you've gone over your 18 litre allowance allowance for wine well anyway so the benefit of duty free next domestic tourism now you might think that the uk has done a pretty good job of shooting itself in the domestic in terms of uh, uh, tourism to or within the uk we basically just said right we don't want people from Europe coming here either to work in the tourist industry or to be on holiday unless they've got a proper passport. We will not accept an identity card anymore. And that excludes more than 200 million possible European Union citizens who have ID cards but don't have passports. But there's an upside because putting up those barriers to European workers will and I quote here, enable UK workers to view the hospitality roles as a rewarding career. So 
I'm not quite sure how the logic works, but um, that's what the government says. And, well, this is bliss for some Brexiteers. Ministers have proudly, quotes, reintroduced our iconic blue passports. Yes, those Europeans made us have um, maroon, or if you prefer, or unprefer, burgundy passports. Oh, how cruel they are. And now we've got our freedom back. We've got blue passports. No, we could have had blue passports any time we wanted. It was very simply that uh, we chose to go with the European Union uh, colour passports. But if we hadn't wanted to, or if we wanted to change them back to blue, that would have been fine. And uh, uh, as a case in point, I give you Croatia, they got passports which are really nice shade of proper deep Adriatic blue and that's absolutely fine with the European Union. There we are. Anyway, so what have we lost? Well, um, seven years, seven or eight or nine uh, downsides. Let's see how many I can get through. So obviously the pound has collapsed. It's currently... Well, generally, it's, it costs about 15% more to buy stuff in America or indeed buy things with American dollars like aircraft leases or aviation fuel. About one-eighth more expensive to buy things in Europe. That is a lasting impact. Then there are new rules on passport validity. Before, your passport was valid in the European Union up to and including its expiry date, as thousands, probably tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of people have found out. Unfortunately, that is no longer the case. There's also very strict time limits on how long you can spend in the EU and the wider Schengen area. So if you... Oh, wouldn't it be blissful decided to go to the south of Spain in um, January, February, March. Well, there we are. You wouldn't be allowed. You'd have to leave on the last day of March and you still wouldn't be allowed back in. That would come up in about three days time. And of course, uh, there are other implications. For instance, taking cheese and ham sandwiches. We're not allowed to do that. Um, We asked for a hard EU frontier to be installed in Dover and at uh, London St Pancras International and at Folkestone and that was to check our passports to make sure we got enough money to make sure that we've got enough uh, we've got a return or onward ticket so that's what we asked for as a result of that well we've got long queues sometimes and we've got um, uh, cuts at Eurostar Um, they're actually cutting back the number of seats they sell and cutting back services because of those changes. Um, You might remember being told, oh yeah, nothing will happen with mobile roaming charges because one of the very, very tangible benefits of being in the EU to um, travellers was that uh, the EU got rid of roaming charges completely. Then we left and guess what? Mobile charges have come back. If you want to take a pet abroad, then that's much, much tougher. And there's also fewer flights, even within the UK, with Aer Lingus being told, oh, no, you can't fly between London and Belfast. So, an awful lot of downsides, but those sunlit uplands, well, who could not wish to celebrate a bit of duty-free, maybe a few more people considering tourism as a career and well blue passports which we could have had anyway as you can tell i'm a bit of a sore loser but i do care very very much about travelers in to and from the uk and 
it will, I think, in years to come be seen as one of the most damaging episodes in our travel and indeed wider political history. But I could well be wrong. Anyway, thanks for listening to me going on and on and on. Have a lovely weekend. I'll talk to you again on Monday. Goodbye.